call will be recorded for quality assurance. Hello. Hey, Joseph. Hey, Michael. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Just great. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, my pleasure. I um, If I'm not mistaken, I believe you you signed up for Go High Level through my affiliate link on, from YouTube. Is that right? I think I did, actually, yeah. I, I mean, you, I watched your whole video, dude. I built it all out. Or And, and you kind of just adapted it for Fence? Um, so I'm, it's kind of weird, but like, I, I'm on the marketer for the roofing company, but I also am like part owner of this fencing company that is sort of owned by the roofing company too. It's a, it's like a whole like mini hat situation. So okay. I kind of like started doing a bunch of stuff for the, the fence side on Facebook. And then my boss was, or my business partner was like, Hey, you want to try that for the roofing company? I was like, sure. Um, and so I've, I've tried a lot of different things uh, and I've had some success. Um, you know, I can get leads. Anybody can get leads on Facebook, but it's are the leads that are they leads that are actually going to be interested and qualified are going to call you back. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what I have trouble getting consistently. Um, but I did, I, I had some success with the, uh, the landing page that you had, that you had made. Um, I, for whatever reason, the, the longer copy didn't seem to, didn't it just didn't seem to I don't know I don't know if it was that um but I I mean I did everything like I I'm not the, I'm not a person that's like oh you know I know everything or I know better or whatever like if someone says hey try this I will try it mm-hmm. I, I don't know it just it seems like Austin is just it seems like Austin is super competitive and I just feel like I, I I've done a lot of research into and gotten good at Facebook and stuff but like I just can't seem to I can't just seem to nail it so I was really hoping to get your your advice. Yeah, sure. So do you want me to take a quick look at um, the ads you have running, or do you not have ads running right now? Um, so I actually just turned one off that I was running. Um, so, like, I guess you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to see it. I don't know. I guess you might be able to see it through the, through the Facebook ad library, even if they're not running. Uh, maybe. What's the what's the name of the business? It's LOA, all caps, um, roofing and construction. It should have like a blue logo. It, it, it's a, it, would would it be LOA construction and roofing? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Let's see. Now we do like a boosted. Another guy does like a boosted post every week uh, just to kind of get some trap, some organic reach and stuff, or just mm-hmm. to get some reach, not organic. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I do the like that, right, one that's currently running. I don't see any other ones. I see like, don't be scared. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see the one you had running. Do you, um, what did it, was it the one that I taught you how to build out on the YouTube video? I did do that one, um, I think a few months ago, um, but the, the one that I did, that I just turned off, um, is different. Um, what was the other one? So the one that I just turned off was yeah. basically like something I did, I ran during the summer as well, and I just kind of flipped it for fall, um, mm-hmm. but I just did like a roofing special, 
Oh no, I'm sorry. I didn't do a roofing special, but it was like a because it's you know a bit of a construction company, so it was more like a construction special. Get like a thousand dollars off uh, your like your next project, and I got some good leads from it. They seemed to be pretty quality leads, uh, and then I tried to run it again and do a different video uh, for like a sort of like a fall special. I know I kind of felt a little lazy on that one. Um, I'm just trying to I'm trying to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks to be honest but the, the yes. fall special one like didn't get any leads the ones that did get good leads um tell me about that were you able to close deals from it um i think so i think we closed one deal it was like a it was like a twenty thousand dollar roof i think um but like even our lead cost man is really high it's like 150 bucks per lead um and i've, I've tried you know making the I've done both. So I've done like really long lead forms in Facebook where like they have to answer three or four questions. They have to put like all, almost all of their information in to really try to weed people out. Yeah. And that seems to work. Like there's some decent leads there, but again, it's not a lot. And then I've also tried the, uh, I've also done the high level and I've done another a type of uh, landing page as well. Kind of like a, it was more like a quiz, um, Actually, I got some good leads from that one too, but it's just like every time I come up with a campaign that works for a month, I try it the next month. I'll get I'll get new creatives for it, and I'll try it again for the next month. And it's like, God, man, I don't know what it is. It's like I try to keep the targeting relatively the same. I, I keep it pretty broad because it's local. Yeah, Joseph, if it's working, why are you changing it for the next month? I'm just changing like because the creatives will get fatigued. Will they? Like you'll notice a slowdown. Yes. Okay. And then you try to like launch a new campaign with new creators and it doesn't pick back up. Yeah. Like I had one where I was doing like a, like sort of a qualify for this program type campaign. Uh, and we had like a real picture of someone like a real customer holding a LOA sign. And that one did really well for the month. And then I tried to run it again uh, with a different picture, a, a similar picture, but different in, but I kept everything the same, kept everything the same, the same. And hmm. it was like, it almost just felt like the, like people were like, uh, I don't know, like it's, this is, this isn't legit or something, even though it was like another picture. Yeah. Were you, um, were you using any interest targeting? Um, I, I do sometimes I do like, I'll do like renovation or, um, what's another one that I do. Sometimes like like a retail like a like a Home Depot or something, mm-hmm. um, but I, I will only do like a few because I don't want to narrow the, the the audience too much. Yeah, I mean, I would I would never use those if you're trying to get leads for roofing or for fencing or anything. I would never okay. use um, interest targeting. Interest. Okay. I'm wondering if the the interests that you use um, did that whittle down? Like, did you t- did you get a glance at your sam- your potential audience size on the right-hand panel, like when you were building it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that number was, like around? Uh, I don't know what it was around, but I'm sure it went down for sure <laughs> versus the broad targeting. So yeah, you want to go for like, you know, 500,000, you know, 250,000 at least. So if you're using interest targeting and that's whittling it down below that, you're you're really limiting yourself in terms of people you get in front of. I mean, you know, Facebook is still going to go outside of those parameters, 
if it thinks it's going to get you better results, but you might be, you know, kind of uh, cutting it off at the knees prematurely by mm. trying to tell it who to go after. You're better off just sort of carpet bombing your area with okay. your mess. Um, and then, you know, what you might want to do is if your lead cost is high, you might want to see what happens when you make it really, really, really easy for people to become a lead. So, okay. you know, I, this kind of goes against a lot of the stuff that I teach, but if you, you know, just to kind of test the waters, if you say, all right, I'm going to make it really easy for people to become leads, you know, and just do an instant form and make it name, email, phone number, and, you know, it auto populates and I know I'm going to get some junky leads and I know I'm going to get some inadvertent leads, but it, ultimately it's a numbers game. So, you know, if you get 50 leads and 20 of them suck, um, but 30 of them are, are decent and the 30 that are decent would have, would not have become leads. Had you made mm. it harder or had you not, you know, had you made it um, different then it, it's worth it in the end, because at the end of the day, it's not about how many good or bad leads you get. It's about how many people you actually close. Um, so I would test the other end of the spectrum just to see if you, you know, you can close deals, you know, more readily like that and then work your way backwards. So like, you know, if you're getting leads, you know, if your lead cost goes down to $25, $35, that's great. You know, yes, some of them are going to be really junky, but some of them are junky anyway at $150. Yeah, so, true. So it's like maybe maybe the name of the game in your particular area is just a volume play and you just try to get as many leads as possible. Be good at following up with them and quickly qualifying or disqualifying them based on certain things and, and go from there. I'm really glad to hear you say that because I was thinking about making it easier, like the barrier to entry easier. But I was like having a hard time doing it because I was like, that's what it, everyone says not to do that. So I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I recommend things, I do it because on the whole, it's usually the best thing to do. But at the end of the day, everything is situational. You know, every location is an individual, so to speak. And um, at the end, you know, you, you need to do whatever is best for your for the business. And so, if you know, one of the reasons not to do it and make it ridiculously easy and get a bunch of junky leads is because sometimes it's not good for like morale, right? So, like, mm. as a business, you know, as a as a social media marketing agency I, with you know a hundred clients. If, if I am getting a lot of them, a lot of shady leads, even though I'm getting them a lot of good ones, if their first month with me, they're getting like 30% shitty leads and complete mm -hmm. crap leads, even if they're getting a lot of good ones, they're still going to be like, not as happy, but, but it's because they don't know how to appreciate what they have. Um, That's a good point. And, and so but if you're doing this for your own company and you're already and you already can get yourself into the right mindset where you know shitty leads it kind of just comes to the territory and at the end of the day your job is to get in touch with as many as you can close as many deals as you can and then you know who cares if a good number of them are junk um then that's great because you kind of can circumvent all of the 
you know, the unappreciative pain that comes with just not understanding how this stuff works because you understand yeah. how it works. That's a great point. Yeah, and this company is pretty pretty big too, and they have a they have a, a lot of sales guys, uh, and so I think that strategy would work pretty well because they they really just need volume because they have so many sales guys that are just constantly looking for ways to get leads. So I've, I've and, just kind and of what like, I would do. What's going to be really important for you to do is, you know, since you're the one setting this up, is you need to tell the company, tell the sales guy, call a meeting and be like, hey, guys, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm setting this up so we get a much higher volume of leads. With a higher volume of leads comes the likelihood of a lot of them, or, you know, some of them, and even a lot of them in the beginning, being leads that might be hard to contact. They might, some of, some of them may not have even meant to send in the lead form because I'm going to make it so easy for them to send it in that they send it in. But the bottom line is, um, it, 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 you know, this is just how, just get used to calling people and, and um, having them not be necessarily ready to buy a roof right away. It might take a little bit of nurturing. And as long as you're in that mindset, you won't be upset that the leads aren't like as good of a lead as when you get a referral, because they're just never going to be. Um, and as long as they are in the right mindset and they know that, all right, the leads from Facebook, you know, it's a numbers game. If we call 10 of them and we can close two, three deals from those, from the 10 we call, that's still money in the bank. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's, that's so true. That's so true. Um, yeah, man, I think I just need to start from the other end of the spectrum and then work, work my way back through. Is there anything in particular that you've seen, like any sort of like trends or things that are working particularly well for you guys right now? Um, so basically you want to give the homeowner, you want to hint at the fact that the company is offers fair pricing and the best product and, and, and the best customer service offer a fair price. But you also want to tease them with the fact that they may just get the best price with your company, even if you're not the lowest price in the end. Because what really sells the lead, what, you know, what really gets them on the phone with you is hope. That's what does it, is, is hope. It's hope that they're going to be able to finally get their roof done without as much of a headache as they think it's going to be and without as paying as much money as they think it might be. You know, like, even yeah. if day you're not the cheapest, we still got to get you in front of them to sell yourselves anyway, right? So how do we do that? And that's hope. And so how do you convey that in an ad that is not, that is not misleading intentionally, but that gives someone hope? And so one of the things you can do is you can say, all right, uh, you know, you, you can you can ask the company, or, or or maybe you know this. You say, how much do we? You know, what's the what is the lowest amount per square that we would charge for a 15 square roof? And then whatever that number is, that's your starting at price. So full roof replacement starting at 79.99. Could you say? Could you repeat that? I want to write that down. So the lowest price per square per square on a 15 square roof. Yeah, like how much would you like? How much would the company charge for a 15 square roof? Like how much would they charge per square? 
and then multiply that number by 15. So if it's, you know, if it's 450 a square, 450 bucks a square, which is $4.50 per square foot, right? So if it's 450 a mm -hmm. square times 15, that would be a $6,750 roof on a 15 square roof that wasn't difficult, that wasn't steep, that was using regular materials, not, not you know, designer shingles or anything. You know, might be around 6750 That might be the cheapest roof you guys would ever do because most roofs are more like 20, 25 squares. But there are 15 square roofs out there. So technically and theoretically and literally, you guys would do a roof that's 15 squares if it was the right you know, um, uh, steep, if it had the right pitch and whatever, you could do it for as low as 6750. So your roof replacements at your company start at 6750. Okay. So if you make that your headline, then that's really, really cool for people to read because now what ends up happening is the homeowners sometimes interpret that or their reading comprehension isn't, isn't great. So they read starting at 6750 as their roof is going to be 6750 but if they have a 25 square roof it's not going to be 6750 okay so they might be filling out the form under a misconception that they're going to get a roof for 6750 but guess what it doesn't matter because the bottom line is if they're filling it out it means they think they need a roof and they're mm. looking for a roofer and when they get when you get them on the phone the first thing you're selling is not a roof anyway. It's a, it's an appointment. You're selling, you know, like when you call them up and you say, Hey, John, thank you so much. I, I saw that you just submitted a form on our website and you're inquiring about a roof. Love to talk to you about it. But, but in order to give you an accurate estimate, I need to come to your house and I need, I want to meet you and I want to look at your roof and measure it and check it out because, you know, there are things that we need to look at on your roof that we can't look at just via satellite. So blah, blah, blah. So you sell the appointment. And then, you know, now you're going over there next Thursday at 2 p.m. And when you get there, you meet them, you make them like you, you do your whole sales spiel and you just kind of talk through it. And then when you give them the estimate, okay, you know, John, uh, I looked at your roof, you've got blah, 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 yada, yada, presentation. We can replace your roofs um, for, you know, $14,750. Really, fourteen thousand dollars? I thought it was going to be sixty-seven fifty. That's what your ad said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the ad says that we we can that we replace roofs starting at sixty-seven fifty, meaning that's the lowest price a roof could possibly cost if there was only you know if, if it was a fifteen square roof or a, or a one thousand five hundred square foot roof. Your roof is two thousand five hundred square feet, and in fact, the price of fourteen thousand seven hundred fifty dollars to replace your roof is actually about $4,000 less than many of our competitors would charge for the same exact roof because many of our competitors are big bloated companies that charge, that pass on the extra cost to you, whereas we don't do that sort of thing. Um, we also have financing options and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, that's, so you have to have a way to kind of um, uh, respond to that initial objection. Yeah, absolutely. That makes total sense. Um, and they have pretty good financing too. So I guess maybe if I work that in as well in the ad, that could be like, oh man, I could get this low price roof and maybe qualify for some financing too. Yeah. Um, I would actually, I would keep mention of financing out of the ad. Okay. Because Facebook might flag it as a credit opportunity. Mm -hmm. And and they'll, they'll reject your ad. So um, you, you could always appeal it and then they'll realize it's not for a credit opportunity necessarily. It's just for like 
financing a roof, but but I would still leave the financing out of the ad. The financing is not meant for the ad anyway. So that's something that's better at the sales level, like when you're trying to sell the roof, then get them over the finish line. At the ad level, okay. what's important is, you know, does the homeowner think there's hope that they can get a new roof for a fantastic value? And what about because we just had a pretty big hailstorm uh, and we're through the we're through the biggest part of it, um, but it was I mean smack dab right in our area. Do you have any recommendations for hail hail damage specific ads? Yeah, I recommend not using them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I'll tell you why. People who have hail damage or storm damage of any kind they don't differentiate between a, needing a roofer for a storm damaged roof versus just needing a roofer for a new roof, right? Like they don't, hmm. they don't know that there's a special difference between them and that with the storm damaged roof, they might be able to get the insurance company to pay for it. And that that's a, that might be a different service that roofers offer. And in fact, if you mention storm damage and if you mention that, that you can help them get their roof paid for or you or worse, you mention that you could maybe get the insurance company to pay for it. Any mention of that in the ad actually turns more people off than it turns on because pe people who don't know roofing and don't know the insurance restoration process like we do think it's a scam. They've heard from their uncle that you know, these storm chasers come through and steal money and blah, blah, blah. So even though all the stuff they know about it is not even true, or some of it is true, by the way, but most, you know, but it is a legit thing. It's going to turn them away. All they really care about, which is the same as, as, as a retail roof is, is a roofer, is there a roofer out there that I trust that who is going to charge me a fair price and get me a new roof, which is what I want. And that's all they know, right? So when they, so when they submit that form, even if it's for a roof that's damaged by a storm, they think they're just getting a, you know, a, 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 an estimate on a new roof. But now when the sales guy goes out to their house, it's the sales guy's uh, job and opportunity to convince the, to, to, to explain to the homeowner that he's there to help them with their roof. And in order to best help them, he has to diagnose what is going on with their roof and therefore what the best um, prescription would be to fix their situation. And so when he gets there and says, you know what, ma'am, I got up on your roof and there is hail damage from the recent storm. And that's actually really good news because I know that if we file a claim with your homeowner's insurance company, we, they will pay for an entirely new roof and all you'll have to pay for is your deductible. And then now that they're there with the homeowner, the homeowner will say, well, I don't want to do that because then my, it'll raise my premiums or they'll drop me from my insurance or something like that. And then the salesperson has the opportunity to, because he's there, say, you know what, ma'am, that is a totally legitimate concern that people have. Or I should, I should say it's a concern many people have, but it's actually a misconception acts of God, like a storm, it cannot raise your premium and they can't drop you from your insurance for this. And in fact, the insurance company, it's in their interest 
to get a new roof put on your house because ultimately it's protecting your home and they don't want your roof to leak and ruin the inside of your home and then have to pay $100,000 for you to do a remodel. So this is, this is why you pay for homeowners insurance. And so now that, you know, now that they're like, oh, I, I never knew that. My uncle told me that storm chasers come and blah, blah, blah. No, yes. I mean, there are people that do that. We don't do that. We've been in business for 14 years. You know, that, that, that's how the conversation goes. And they're like, wow, I, I learned so much today. I thank you so much. I'm so excited. I think my deductible is only $4,500. That's so much better than spending $22,000 on a new roof. And now you've got an amazing client. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And I think what you said really highlights something that I think a lot of newbie marketers do, including myself, which is like trying to treat the end the end of when we think the, the customer is going to be like with the insurance thing or whatever, instead of treating like the beginning inside of the ad, which is they just want to roof at a fair price. Exactly. Okay. And then well, I have one, one more question because I know you have other appointments and I want to honor your time. But there's been times where I'll just do a broad location bubble around Austin and let's say 40 miles and I'll get leads like from way outside. Like the last campaign I did, like I got a lead, a lead from like Oklahoma or like way outside of uh, the area. I'm not talking like maybe five or 10 miles. I'm talking like, you know, hundreds of miles outside of it. Uh, and the only thing I can think of is that people will have traveled to Austin and then Facebook pings them and yep. they travel back home and then they respond to that as a lead. That's exactly right. Okay. And there's really no way around that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Un unfortunately, there really is just no way around that. Um, Facebook has become a little bit hostile toward local businesses. And I think, and I don't know if it's intentional or not. I don't think it's intentional. I think it's the result of them really just having way less ability to know things about people. And, you know, you used to be able to target people who Facebook knew owned their home. You can't do that. You haven't been able to do that for years. You used to be able to target very recently people who lived in a certain area. Now it's people who either live in or were recently in an area and there's no way to change it back. Um, so they're, they are making it so that if you're trying to target people within a particular radius and nowhere outside of that radius, you're kind of SOL because they don't allow for that anymore. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I thought I was, I thought Facebook was screwing something up or I thought I was screwing something up. Yeah. It's okay. totally not your fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, again, those types of leads will have to just be factored into the ultimate, you know, the, to the numbers game thing. You know, you're going to get, you're going to get leads that aren't qualified for, for your business. That includes leads that are, you know, fake leads. That includes leads that inadvertently send in the lead form because it was too easy to fill out. That inc and that also includes leads that are outside the service area because they traveled into the service area at one point and, and, and Facebook followed them out. Okay, so I need to let I need to let some of our assistants who assign the leads know that when that does happen, that it's not okay. Cool, it's not. It's just part of it. Okay, I'll do yep. that. 
Yeah. Okay. This has been so helpful, man. Thank I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. You've really helped me kind of narrow down what I need to be focusing on. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. I hope everything goes well. You'll you'll keep me in the loop with how things are going and I'll try to help some more, okay? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, will do. Thank you so much, Michael, for your time. You got it, Joseph. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.